Radio. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by the Superstar Celebrity Microphone. It's the perfect gift for birthdays, graduations, and board meetings. Ooh, we have so many sponsors today. Are you ready? I think so. Um, Phineas Q. Butterfat's 5600 Flavors Ice Cream Parlor. Uh, we're also brought to you by Jake's Unisex Hair Palace. Wally Weasel's We Cram Fun Down Your Throat. Happy birthday, boy or girl. Happy birthday, boy or girl. And this is actually my favorite sponsor. And this could be a real sponsor if, you know, millennials got their shit together. Ooh. Non-Threatening Boys Magazine. Oh, yeah. That yeah, should that exist. Yeah, that one's really, really good. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about the episode Radio Bart. This is the 13th episode of The Simpsons' third season. It originally aired on January 9th, 1992. It was directed by Carlos Beza. It was written by John Vitti. And the showrunners were Al Jean and Mike Reese. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know what? Let's just jump in because this is a very special episode and I couldn't be more excited. All of today, I was looking forward to this. Oh and my God. Telling every man, woman and child. <laughs> uh, I was just walking around town telling people. Um, our guest today, I mean... How do you... Let's just jump in. It's Nancy fucking Cartwright. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love you that. You know her. You love her. Yeah. It's uh, Homer's son. Uh, Homer's son, as we <laughs> like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the whole episode of me just uh, freaking out. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. So you blew both of our minds when you said that you actually listened to this stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're not, not worthy. Oh, no. I mean, you're so sweet. No, Matt Groening told me. He's the one that told me about it, actually. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm it's, dying you have to listen to this one. It's the best podcast that's out there that cover The Simpsons. Oh, You've got to God. watch. So that's I, what turned me on. Yeah. And I started like... I paint and I have a little, uh -huh. I have a studio and I'm out there and I, you know, mostly listen to music, but then I thought, oh, no, I'm going to, what a bright idea. I'll just start listening to podcasts mm -hmm. out there. So I pulled you guys up and started, I was very selective, you know, I wanted to listen to the episodes that the goodies, I really, really like. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many of them that you, you know, you pick, you had me pick my favorite one. It's very difficult to pick my favorite one. I don't have really a favorite. We can talk a little more about that, but, but, um, they're really fun to listen to and get people's viewpoints and uh -huh. find out things about. And you two are insane. <laughs> In the best way, I hope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no way. Like, amazing. Oh, like thank you. Su such devoted. And I'm going, there's no way that they could like pull up Wikipedia or pull up like <laughs> the Simpsons, whatever websites and that 20th anniversary book that has all oh, those. Oh yeah. The uh -huh. episode guide. Thing. Yeah. It's like the Bible. There's no, I go, shit, they really know this stuff <laughs> so yeah oh, this might man. be a challenge for me to be here but i'm, no, I'm gonna hold no, my own in my great. own way <laughs> you're gonna be great um and so you mentioned uh and we've had this problem with uh, a lot of guests especially now because we've gone over 100 episodes but picking your favorite now it's like favorite is a flexible term yeah um because there's so many that have been taken but i think also maybe that's not the case for being at over 100 because i feel like even in the beginning it was hard to pick a favorite like picking a favorite child that's right we would often get 
get people to come up with three or five and we'd have to do some soul searching. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. That's so true. And it's the it's the best response. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I've got two kids. I love them both. <laughs> right, right. So wait, which uh, other episodes did you want to do? Well, there were several. Let's see. Um, Bart the Lover, Bart's mm-hmm. Dog Gets an F, Bart so Gets good. an F, Bart Sells His Soul. I love the Sherry Bobbins take off the Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, yeah. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um I love that one. That's, that's, that's my, that's, but you know, there's, there's little parts of every single one that even if it's just one moment, it's just magical that it hits you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Bart gets an F especially is so special because, you know, that first, first season when Bart is such a bad boy and like yeah. such a fun skateboarding cool dude to then have that emotional side. It's just such amazing character development and the voice acting was so, so moving. Oh, thanks. Mm. I remember that like it was yesterday because they did a screening of it. Because it was the second season, right? It was in the second season. It's the first yeah. episode of the second yeah. season. I remember being there on the Fox lot because it was our, it was the, um, opening party mm-hmm. and they did it at one of the sound stages and we all, there were chairs and everything, everybody sitting around and watching it and Bart going, you know, and Mrs. Krabappel saying, what's the matter? I, I know how Washington, you know, how George Washington must have felt crossing the Delaware. And he gives some obscure thing about, you know, um, Fort Necessity and blah, blah, blah. And she, why Bart? You know, and he, she ends up giving him bonus points and yeah. I passed, I passed. I got a D minus, I passed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just so heartbreaking because he's just trying. I mean, it's just, he's trying so hard. It's so relatable. And you believe, yeah, he's not a bad kid. He just yeah. has bad habits. You know, he has bad hobbies, some may say, you know, Hellraising is just a side hobby that he explores from time to time. But like he wants to succeed and just doesn't have the tools in life to navigate yeah, through it. That's right. Oh, that's right. And yeah. That episode gets me every time. Yeah. He's he's so relatable, too, because, you know, you could probably tell by looking at us, Nancy, that we're more on the Lisa Simpson side. But mm-hmm. I I relate to Bart, can be more Bart so much. And yeah. I feel like I was always like a little bit of a troublemaker. And I know that you get this all the time um but finding out you know because you're a kid and you watch it so you don't think about like who's voicing it yet but the day that you find out that bart is voiced by a woman is the most special day of your life because you get to you get to say just like anytime that you know someone shits on you for being a girl when you're a little kid you get to say well bart simpson's a girl so what do you think about that (laughs) and they're just like oh i didn't know that (laughs) i'm a bully and i'm 10 (laughs) i don't know what i think (laughs) that's such an awesome viewpoint because if anything i i do tend to hear from some people it's it's a small percentage that they say god i was so i'm devastated i just found that bart's a girl but you know, the illusion at the very beginning, Jim, the, Jim, um, Brooks and Matt, they didn't, and Fox, they didn't really want it revealed. And that's why it's just our names at the end. Right, right. They don't oh, want to. Yeah. The characters are the stars of the show. And we all supported that. And, and I was very pregnant at the very beginning. And it was totally fine by me that I was just behind the microphone. It, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. But eventually because of the success of the show i mean the public was really really curious yeah and of they course. wanted to find out and oh gosh and even today with these new new 
10-year-old girls and boys that are being introduced (laughs) to it that they don't know. Yeah. I love that the characters were the star of the show, which I find you don't get that a lot, with, especially with like feature, animated features now. A lot of like the marketing for it is like, Tina Fey is an aunt. And you're like, 10-year-olds don't know (laughs) and don't care that Tina Fey is an aunt. Right. You know, instead of it being more about the story and more about this world that we're going to be treated to. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. The the Simpsons are cool about that. Pee-wee Herman played himself like anytime he did it. So those are my two loves like as a kid. And mm-hmm. like they just sent like they felt like the same family to me. Um, but yeah, finding it out, then that's all I wanted to n- know about and brag about. I, remember, I feel like there was a week where that's all I said. I love it. <laughs> uh, so this episode, you know, obviously there were so many to choose from. This episode is so great. But is there any particular thing about it that particularly resonates with you? The um, radio Bart. Uh, the particular resonates with me. Uh, you know, I watched it again, did a little, I do, I wanted to refresh my memory on it. And there's this, the scene that I love the most is when he is actually trying it out and he finally realizes that it's a cool present, mm-hmm. you know, and he's got his radio there and he's, and he's just sort of testing it out. And Rod and Todd are like <laughs> right next door. He's like, Rod, Todd, this is God. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing on the radio? What do you mean, what am I doing on the radio? I created this universe, stupid kid. I think it's just priceless. I think it's so... Walk through the wall. (laughs) Yeah, I love that whole sequence when he's just sort of like exploring all the pranks that he can do with it and being really creative. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. When he puts the pedal to the metal, he could... I mean, if he just channeled that... I'm I'm sounding like every teacher ever. If he just channeled that into something useful. (laughs) Well, that actually makes me... So we've talked about this on the podcast before. And I would love your insight. Um, We have always wondered what Bart would grow up to be. um, And we have like little future episodes that kind of predict different versions. Yeah. Although those aren't maybe the most inspiring. Some of them are, you know, like being like a big fat guy with a stick. Yeah. uh, Construction worker. Construction worker. Stripper. (laughs) Yeah. I do like him being the stripper with a pot belly. Yeah. It's pretty hot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that might be the best option for Bart, uh, because there's no shame in doing that either. It's pretty cool. But um, do you have any ideas (laughs) of where you could see Bart in the future? You You could always skip back to us if if you'd like to think of it. But, you know, I've never really thought of it before. I just kind of like... When I just think they're the most brilliant writers on television, that they started such a, you know, such a cool... um, well, now iconic show. Yeah. That to be a part of it, of this legacy is such an honor. Huh. Um, I, I was very inspired recently though. There's this, uh, there's a saxophone player. I don't know if you, if you've heard of her. her name's Mindy Aber. I love her. She's amazing. And she wrote this song and I was so inspired. And it's a song about Lisa Simpson and Lisa plays the saxophone, as you know. So I was like listening to this song and I'm like, wow. And all of a sudden I got inspired and now I want to write a Simpsons episode. I would love to do that. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see where, where I, I get with it, but. That's kind of a, a little. Oh my goodness! You know, as an artist, I like to challenge myself yeah, and, and try different things. But we'll see what happens. Oh you my and me goodness! Both. Yeah, you and me both, and it'll be a fight to the finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take you down. <laughs> I've met Selman's email. I know where to go. <laughs> well, I mean, I've never, I've never really pondered. You know, yeah, where, that would be great. Where would Bart go? But. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. You have to get back to me on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. For now, I'll just say construction worker with that the ripped sleeves. That, <laughs> I think that's my favorite, actually. You know, by daytime, construction worker. By Ooh, night, Chippendale stripper. <laughs> you combine the two and I love it. That sounds like a Netflix show. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, they've already greenlit it. They greenlit it yesterday. <laughs> in, so in this episode, however, Bart ends up in a well. So let's talk about this episode. It's so good. It's yeah. a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Timmy O'Toole shirt is something that I want to own so badly. Yeah. I'm sure it exists somewhere <laughs> it's on exist. Etsy or something. Yeah. If, if not, we'll make our own. <laughs> and at the time that this was done, this was their one of their top top 10 favorites. Wow. Oh, wow really? Episode. Yeah. It really is so sharp and it moves. The pacing is really strong. Mm-hmm. Everything about yeah. it. It's funny and sweet. I felt really bad for Homer this time. Like as yeah. a kid, I didn't really think about it. But as an adult, I was like really, really pitying Homer who tried probably for the first time in his life to get a good gift for Bart. Yeah. And Bart could not care less. Yeah. Didn't you think that like, oh my God, he's so scored. Bart yeah. is going to love this. It I seems know. like something he would love. And Bart just like totally Man. used it as a a prop to keep I the know. window open. He like totally dissed it. I'm like, oh my God. Bart. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we get too deep into talking about the episode, what we like to do is for people that haven't seen it in a while um, to sort of read uh, the summary on Wikipedia. So we're rolling the dice. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But it's might be good. Uh, so in the episode, Bart receives a microphone that transmits sound to nearby AM radios. To play a prank on the citizens of Springfield, Bart places a radio deep inside a well and uses a microphone to trick the town into thinking a little boy is stuck in it. At first, he is successful, but soon realizes that he left a property of Bart Simpson label on the radio and goes to retrieve it. Bart becomes trapped in the well. And while the town decides to leave him there after finding out about the prank, his his father, Homer, his father, Homer, <laughs> frantically tries to rec- rescue him. I only have one problem with this description. It's a, a total accident that he leaves the radio down the well, right? Like he accidentally... It, no, it, he like, dropped snapped. it. No, he, he dropped, he dropped it, it. it down. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. I, maybe I was like looking at it weird and being like, oh, he didn't intend to. Maybe it's giving him too much credit. Yeah. All right, Wikipedia, you're correct. <laughs> Fine. Do you feel happy about that? I feel I feel happy about that. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. So this this episode starts uh, with a very adorable uh, little Lisa Simpson dancing in her little kind of hula hoopy way. Yeah. And uh, you and I, Julia, we use that gif a lot to show that we're happy. Just like <laughs> yeah. any time that I have good news, I'll use that Just as that a little, little sign. undulating twirl, <laughs> that pelvic thrust. Uh, but I forgot that what she's dancing to is Funky See Funky Do, which is the <laughs> best name for like all these other DJs need to learn from the Simpsons and yeah. get a name like that. And later they have a hit single, I Do Believe We're Naked <laughs> by Funky See, Funky Do. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Uh, so while the while Bart, sorry, when Homer comes in, he sees this ad and the ads are always so funny on the Simpsons. They mm-hmm. always do such a good job because that's honestly, I remember stuff like that existing too. I think that was a real thing. Where it was. Have, yeah. It was in 1978 and they did a whole commercial of Mr. Microphone. That's so funny. And those things were taken. They were like, they totally satirized it. Uh-huh. That's so I, funny. I, I know. And we watch it. As an adult, you're watching this going, oh, my God, and it pushes those 
brings up those pictures yeah. that you remember as a kid and they were so bad back then and they're <laughs> right. even worse now. That's Especially so in funny. this era of The Simpsons, uh, there's a lot of like 70s nostalgia and references like that that come back. I feel like the 70s and 80s are like playing a really big part in in like not only Funky See Funky Do, but with the radio microphone bit. And I love that Convoy is the song that they're singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, gather round, kids, let's sing Convoy. <laughs> and then it gets a call back and super fun it's great and I love Homer um, watching the ad and just doing what we all do of like that could be me but instead (laughs) it's like that could be Bart it's like yeah Yeah. good job and I also love Homer's line of watching what they're giving examples of like what the radio could do for your life and there's like a car of um, boys that are driving past these two like babes (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then Homer just says, he's in for some loving. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so sexist when he says, I mean, purposely sexist. It's like, hey, good looking, you know, like, we'll be coming back to pick you up later. Pick you up later. And the girls are flattered by they it. Love they love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a different time. It kind of made me think of that uh, episode with the boat show and like the boat show babe where it's like, do you come with the car? Oh, you. <laughs> the next person walks up. Do you come with the car? Oh, you. Exactly. <laughs> like this girl on autopilot. <laughs> I also just love that um, Homer falls for marketing so well. Uh, like we've seen this before. Uh, so they in this episode, they say that the supply is limited and he screams limited. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it reminds me of one of my favorite moments, too, when there's the Troy McClure. Um, he's talking about like how to make juice. And uh-huh. he's like hitting the orange against his eye, like squeezing into the juice. He's like, are you tired of making juice like this? And Homer's like, you mean there's an easier way? <laughs> As he's doing. It. They're so good at that. Yeah. Um, one thing that sounds very, very, very basic about this episode that I love is that it's Bart's birthday. <laughs> like that's yeah. something that we haven't seen yet. We saw Lisa's. We see Lisa's birthday in an episode. I like seeing just like, oh yeah, ten year old birthday. Like that's yeah. like the ultimate year to to turn. Like your double digits. Like mm-hmm. just so exciting. Like you're kind of a you're almost a teen. Like you know perfect age for this. Yeah. And this is early in the run of The Simpsons so that they can do like birthday episodes a little bit more than I would say now. Now that the timeline's been stretched in such a crazy way. They've yeah. been 10 for so long. I think he's turned 10 about four times. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've you know I've turned 26 four times. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you wink at me right I'm still 25 <laughs> uh, so uh, I love that uh, they celebrate the Simpsons with like Krusty comes out and it seems to be something that they must do every single day which mm-hmm. is they bring out the cake and the, just that super fast scrolling list oh I love oh, that yeah um, I would be excited too I it doesn't take much to excite me on my birthday at least uh, but I uh, I remember all of these things because anytime it's a friend's birthday, I love to reference this episode, the little tiny ice cream scoop that comes out of the giant one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love the Chuck E. Cheese uh, parody here. It's yeah. Yeah. perfect. It makes me look at it and go, wow. So it, I, I get this to Chuck E. Cheese things because all the mechanics, the robotics that they got there, <laughs> but it's called Wally, yeah, Wally Weasel. Weasels. Yeah. You look at that go, was that sort of like a kind of like going into the future and looking at Wally, the picture, you know, the Pixar oh, movie yeah. Wally? Maybe. They predicted went, oh, the future oh, again. They did it again. I love this conspiracy theory you're weaving right now. I love it. Well, you know, a young John Lasseter was watching The Simpsons <laughs> in 1992 when he goes, wait a ticket. 
um oh sorry i i was gonna say that uh i just love i love like the shitty animatronics in this scene too um particularly for the choices that they made of the animals that they're like parroting of like the chuck e cheese band which as of this recording i've the recent news is that chuck e cheese will be removing the animatronic band really oh. their you guys let's all take one moment of let's silence take one moment of silence you know what let's take in the a, form of a break in the form of a break <laughs> wow what a great break i had a wonderful that was break a great break <coughs> i uh, uh, i spent it thinking about those poor little animals i know and what dumpster they're gonna Orphaned end up in on the side of the road well, that little beaver he caught on fire they <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, that, so that goes into I wrote down. I, I loved the animals so much. I wanted to write them down. So there's a weird octopus alien on drums. Yep. <laughs> a goose beatnik gal on bass. Natch. A beaver conductor who catches on fire. Yeah. And a moose on accordion. And of course, you got a weasel on the mic. Hey there. I hear it's your birthday. How old are you? Well, I'm. That's great. Would you like us to sing you a special song? Hell no. You got it. Ready, Senor Beaverati? I'm already. And the one. And the two. You're the birthday. You're the birthday. You're the birthday boy or girl. That weasel. I, I love the song. <laughs> I love I love happy birthday boy or girl. It's so uh non-personal. It's perfect. Just they got the vibe of like that era of birthday party yeah. Chuck E. Cheese thing too so well. And I love that Bart is playing Larry the Looter. Um mm. <laughs> I just love the video game culture. Soon we'll actually be discussing video games at length uh, yeah. with Adam Conover. Uh but Larry the Looter, I remember you could play on the uh Springfield um CD ROM game. You mm-hmm. could actually play the video games that Bart would play, which was just a dream come true. Yeah. So did you when you were growing up, Allie, you had birthday parties like this? Is yeah, like definitely. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Nancy? Was this like your your parent? Was this your experience of like no, no? You scrapped those no, Chuck E. Cheese moments. I would and and I would never take my kids to Chuck E. Cheese. That's like might as well just give your coffee, give, <laughs> give coffee and germs are everywhere. It's just in the it's air. just it's, it's how to turn your kids into psych psychotic. Yeah, you know, little gremlins. It's just everybody's running around and screaming and jumping into the bouncy balls. It's just insanity. Yeah. And eating carbohydrates the entire time. <laughs> so I was way too practical for yeah. something like that. You know, they have, I found this out recently from another podcast here at Feral Doughboys. Um, they have spaghetti pizza now at Ew. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. So it's just like they don't care. <laughs> they don't care anymore. They don't want you to live. They do care, but. It, about weird things. They have a new ad that I saw that um, it's appealing to moms. And the ad is just like this table of moms and you don't realize this is Chuck E. Cheese yet. And they're talking about like what matters to them. And they're just like getting my nails done, eating a salad and like listing things that are very like stereotypically like for, for the ladies. And uh, then they pull back and they're just like, Chuck E. Cheese. It's for the moms too now. Whoa. I'm just like, what? Also, you're not getting your nails done. Why are you talking about that? I was going to say, do they they offer a mani pedi while your kids? If are... they did, <laughs> they did. I'd be there, there tonight, <laughs> guys. I'm going to have to wrap this up early. I got a a real a spa treatment next oh. to the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other thing I liked that so Bart 
Um, for those that don't remember, Bart is, uh, Grandpa calls and, uh, Bart's just kind of like, oh, that's sweet, but, you know, take a message. Uh, I have 44 birthday coupons to use up. He's being such a dick up. in this episode. I he, love it. He's an entitled birthday boy and mm. I relate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes to a tango lesson, which I love. There are so Rosarita. many. Rosarita. Yes. I love that. There are so <laughs> many moments of like Bart dancing with tall women. I really <laughs> like it. I don't know what it says about me. But it just really endears me. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we finally get to this really sad moment of like the 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 gifts. So Patty and Selma get him a label maker, Mm -hmm. which of course leads to quite a lot in this episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love him just saying, "This bites." Yeah, Yeah. right. So good. It's a label maker. Mm-hmm. We have one at home. Before we got it, I was always finding Patty's stubble in my leg razor. Ugh. Bart, I'll bet you think nothing's gonna top that cactus. Well, check out my present. Next. Bart, be polite. Next, please. I've noticed your birthday presents are a poor crop at best. I hope this turns the tide. Oh, just gorgeous. Now we can be twins. I just love, I love like the sequence of like the worst gifts you can give a 10 year old boy. So the label maker and then of course Martin is there and he gives him a matching outfit to his own. <laughs> We're twins. I love it so much. The cactus, I, these are all gifts I want now as an adult woman. I'm just like a cactus, a blazer. <laughs> I love that that sets up Homer going, Bart, I bet you think nothing's going to top that cactus. <laughs> well, check out my present. And then we have this big moment of Homer trying his best. Yeah. That's so sad. It's so sad. (laughs) Nancy, why were you such an asshole to Homer? (laughs) Could have been nicer. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm not sure if you wanted an actual answer. Why were you mean to? (laughs) You can move on. Uh, I I just remember, did you guys ever have label makers? They're really fun. I remember just like being an intern and having fun with it, (laughs) but I didn't get to experience it as a child. I I just love the idea of Homer going into the fridge and being like, well, there's only one beer left and it's Bart's. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly they were cheap. I just remember like they were very cheap versions of it. And then... When I had my own company and I turned into a real adult, I got a more expensive one. But they are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, turning the, cranking it around and it makes it, Im- it embossed it, right? It wasn't, yeah. not the ones that have the the writing on it mm-hmm. that just like, just plain ink. But yeah, like one, stamped into it kind yeah, of. Yeah, I thought those were cool. Yeah, that's specific there's something about like the writers getting these certain specifics right because it could have been like any other boring adult gift that Patty and Selma could have given him like mm-hmm. they could have given him like I don't know a hole punch or something from the DMV but they gave him a um, a label maker and that being <laughs> what is setting up the um, payoff later in the episode that gets yeah. him into big trouble it's just so smart you don't see it coming yeah that's right it's a funny joke on its face but then it does the one-two punch as we talk about a lot on this podcast of it 
serving a greater purpose right. that moves the story. Lisa points it out to him, and there's a stinger. Ding! I know, <laughs> I know. So uh, to backtrack just a little bit, so we have Bart, you know, exploring different uh, hobbies uh, during his like sequence of taking uh, advantage of all the free birthday things. Were there ever any like character traits that you would read in a script about Bart where you would be kind of surprised by, like, oh, he likes to do that too. Great, you know, like salsa dancing or something well, like that. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. The dancing thing, and they brought that up in a couple of episodes. They have, you know, Bart uh, takes ballet lessons, right? right? That's and right. he's so good at it. Yeah, he's, he's so great. He's pretty good. Yeah, and he, he also likes dressing like uh, a lady sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> which you do too, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> They're following me around. Yeah, <laughs> they're taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've always loved like those little moments with Bard because you know, as weird as they are, as random as they are on their face, it still kind of tracks. And I think that it goes back to what we were saying with um, Bart Gibson F that he has a sensitive side to him, mm-hmm. and so that I think allows those kind of weirder moments, um, and it allows him to be this like more dimensional character that we can kind of like believe is a real person. I think that's why we love this. Sh- yeah, why we love the show so much is mm-hmm. because they're not just, you know, cartoon characters. There's, there's, there's way more to it than that. And I, the Simpsons put it on the map and everybody else then tried to follow. And, and yep. you know, <laughs> good and, luck. Some, yeah, nice <laughs> try, losers. Nice looking at you, Bob's Burgers. I'll call them out. No, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, too. Pretty good. <laughs> but Simpsons opened the door for sure. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons did it, as the old proverb goes. Um, <laughs> they raised the bar from the very beginning and they've kept it up that high, too. I know. Because Jim and Matt are still very much involved with it. You know, they're, they're right there at the table reads mm-hmm. and taking notes and go back and work with the writers. And then the next day or so, we get our rewrites, and then we're in the studio on Monday recording yeah. the same thing. And um, I brought my, I brought this original script with me, and as <gasps> I was watching it, I'm like looking at the script, and I don't, I don't keep the um, post production pages, the changes, of the pages. These are, this was just the original. Some of them at the time we were given changes during the course of recording it, mm-hmm. wow. but in pickups we, I didn't keep all those. So even if you follow this, it's not exactly it, it changed. They right, do editing, right. they cut things out. It's pretty That's so cool, That's extraordinary. Yeah, such a high, high standard that again. Again, shows like Cleveland Show and <laughs> Bob's Burgers. And, yeah, uh, yeah, call them out. They have to continue your list. <laughs> I get so many tweets. They tried so hard. I'm just saying. No, it's They're all great true. shows. Yeah. Hey, we don't do uh, we don't do those podcasts. We do the Simpsons podcasts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back to like their involvement, um, it seems like you know in our discussions with other people like Mike Scully and Dana Gould and Tim Long, like it feels like you almost never truly leave the Simpsons. Like it, the door is always kind of cracked open a little bit for you can come back and consult maybe and be a part of it or go to a table read at least or something. I think it's a good way to operate. Me yeah, too. I think so too. You're not burning any bridges and yeah. everybody's so talented and you just people want to take have have other opportunities and try different things but it's just the the fraternity is very strong. Yeah. <laughs> you come back for Sunday dinner with the family almost. <laughs> I love, I love that. that. Uh, one cute moment that was a little meta 
is uh, when Marge is trying to tell uh, oh, yeah. Bart kind of like how to use this microphone. She's she's talking yeah. and she's like, "Do I really sound like that?" <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I I love her voice one, so much. Two, um, she's Maybe the perfect. You didn't talk so loud. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I think that you did that too. No. Oh no, my, <laughs> whole, my whole life is a lie. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so and I love in that moment. I love Marge helping Homer out too. Of like seeing Homer try and and Bart just being this like kid who's like too blinded by his entitlement to see his parent making an actual effort. And I love that she's the one to be like, you know what, Bart, like maybe there's something else. Like if you didn't shout in it like your father did, <laughs> yeah. maybe that this gift could actually be good. There she goes. And you know? she unwittingly unleashes Pandora's box, of course. Yeah. 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 But being it. the mother and like backing up the husband and yeah. trying to get him to like maybe consider another viewpoint, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've often said that uh, Homer and Marge's relationship, like, redeems all of Homer's foibles. And, you know, really the chaos that comes from the family as a whole, their dysfunction is kind of mended by the fact that Homer and Marge are so strong and are always, you yeah. know, rooting for the best interest of the family. Right. And this is a great family episode and also a great town episode, kind of. We get, the, get it all. We mm-hmm. see the, the um, you know, bulk of the town, uh, all of the Springfieldians, but then also the family in the end we'll get to it but in the end they all fight together to save Bart and Mm -hmm. that's always really sweet and Sting I didn't forget about Sting (laughs) Sting's there too (laughs) yeah what a twist that's something that (laughs) like when I watched it for the first time I was like Sting right (laughs) hi Sting yeah seriously (laughs) Sting is the first person he greets when he gets saved (laughs) I remember oh god that was so funny it was brilliant it was supposed to be Stevie Wonder oh Oh, my god yeah it's written in the script that it was Stevie Wonder and and here's the thing, though, is that, you know, they they make the reach out to they might have somebody in mind, right. but they always have several people in mind. But I'm telling you, it's like when, when they did the commentary, I, I participated in the commentary, too. And it was uh, announced at that time that oh, most of the time it turns out that their second choice turns out better than the first choice. Yeah. And it's not to to diss anybody that they had in mind but they they were so happy with Sting and his performance and what he did and just so easy to work with mm-hmm. and I'm sure Stevie Wonder would have been would have been great too totally you know? yeah yeah I mean we also know that from um, Space Coyote the Space Coyote episode so it was Johnny Cash that voiced the Space Coyote but who was the original it's supposed to be Bob Dylan Bob Dylan mm. I think I'm right yeah mm. if he's not gonna show up <laughs> yeah. to his Pulitzer ceremony then <laughs> fucking good luck mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he ended up being so great. I can't imagine it any other way. Uh, Mike Scully talked a bit about uh, what a treat it was to work with like so many different um, musical guests or like celebrity talent. And mm-hmm. uh, were there was there one or two people in particular that you were very excited to meet? Oh yeah, well Meryl Streep, that oh. was pretty amazing. You that- dated her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it, Jessica. <laughs> oh. You're bad. Oh. I'm bad, Bart Simpson. And bad to the bone. <laughs> she was amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the deal on working with her is that um, her schedule was such, and most of the guest stars that we have, their schedules don't work out that they can actually come to our Monday record. Mm-hmm. There's only been a handful of people that have been actually have actually showed up. So we accommodate them so that we can get them. Of course. But Meryl, we they called me and said, would you be willing to come in? We want to get Meryl Streep. I'm like, oh, let me think about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we met at a studio and... You know, she was brought in and she looked, first of all, she looked gorgeous and she had no makeup on. She was so pretty and just (laughs) 
bitch. <laughs> she was just espadrille sandals on in a very simple dress and just gorgeous and introductions were made and stuff. And this is the writer and this is the director and this is Nancy Cartwright. She's the voice of Bart Simpson. She goes, oh, hi. And she was oh. so like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, Meryl Streep is she's a fan she's oh. like she's losing it in front of me oh that's so gosh. cool <laughs> that's it was very sweet and then mm-hmm. we go into the studio and sort of like the setup is here and for your listening audience it nev- might never probably never been in a studio before but there's mm-hmm. a soundproof cl- window so your engineers are on the other side so that you know it could just be a clean record in here so we're going to do this scene and we're facing we want to see the director who's on the other side of the window so we're both the same way facing the same window and it's a problem right away it's a problem because she you you want to talk to the person and i'll demonstrate so you can hear it but now i'm on mic and i'm talking to you guys because you're a little in front of me but if i just turn my head that way i'm off mic so i said hey i want to look at meryl Would, would you mind let's let's turn these mics and let me look at her when i talk so that was cool so we mm-hmm. fixed that so now we can actually talk to each other and it was good I was so curious how she was going to, you know, how is Meryl Streep? What's her, <laughs> right. what's her character to arc of Jessica Lovejoy? How's she going to do this? We started, normally we'll do like four takes for every scene and that's about it. And then we move on. And, you know, we're, we start at 10 o'clock and we're done by two o'clock. So we start with her and she does one take and she's, oh, I have another idea. Good. So we do, we do four takes and it's fine. And then she's like, you know, I have another idea. And it's like, would you, would you mind? And she's, no, that's fine. We'll do another one. So we did another one. And then she had another idea and we did that seven, eight, <gasps> nine. She did like 10 takes. Oh my God. It was incredible. And mm-hmm. each one was totally usable, a different, ta- a different viewpoint on it, a different emphasis, a wow. different. Wow. attitude and yeah. it's like good luck editor because you know it's, <laughs> right. it's kind of up to them to decide what take but she was it was just remarkable and then to finish it's like I in my mind I'm thinking God, I'd kind of like to get her autograph it'd be so awesome to get her autograph but then again I don't want to put her on the spot and okay we're just about ready to leave and all these thoughts are going through my mind as we're kind of wrapping up and signing the contracts and stuff and I thought okay no it's just gonna be awkward I don't want to look like a geekazoid here I'm not no I'm not gonna do it so I say it was so nice meeting you it was a real pleasure and I start to turn and then all of a sudden I feel somebody touching my shoulder like tapping me on my shoulder and I turn and it's Meryl and she's looking at me you don't know this story no really no oh my gosh i'm like i said yeah she goes you know my kids uh, they're not old enough to see my movies but um they're huge simpsons fans and i was just wondering Uh, could i have your autograph That's so amazing. sweet. Amazing. That's so amazing. All that's these so years great. later, I have a great story to tell. Oh, yeah. That's so, so incredible. That's <laughs> yeah, she did such a great job in that episode. I mean, it's like usually, you know, you get celebrity voice talent and they do some sort of variation on their own voice, yeah. you know? But for her, like, first of all, you can barely tell that it is her. Like, yeah. it takes a little while to detect it. <laughs> you can just tell she showed up to work like she does 
with everything else. But yeah. I just love that she committed herself that yeah, much. so much. And the result was so glorious. And yeah. same with Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway is another one that I want to mention yeah. because she's been on it a couple of times. But when she was the princess, she she came. She was so prepared because she sings. Right. But, you know, in the episode, she's backed up with music. It's like Alf Clausen does the arrangements and mm-hmm. stuff like so that. So amazing. Here we are at the table read, and she launches in a cappella singing this song of <laughs> tune that she probably made up herself and we're just sitting my jaw is on the floor and she's an amazing singer she really is yeah. and everybody just like whoa she oh, was that's great she's so yummy and just so kind and, and it, we just yeah we love that and who else? Fat Tony. Um, Joe oh, Montana. Joe Montana. That yeah. guy. Oh, my oh, he's God. He's the best. He's got a heart as big as mm-hmm. Nebraska. He's just, he's he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sweet, generous, and so not like that, and just down to earth. Yeah. And he comes to whenever Fat Tony's on. He always comes, even though he's busy working on his own show. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. God, you can sense that in his performance yeah. and him as an actor. And I think also, like, I mean, that lends itself so well to Fat Tony and why he's a character that endures, because there's something very sympathetic about him. He's lovable. Yeah, yeah, he's very lovable. Yeah, there's like a softness around the rough edges. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, we've been so, so lucky throughout the podcast to get to meet a lot of the people that work on the show. And it's a dream come true that you guys are so nice and caring and gracious and treat us like human beings instead yeah. of just dorky fans that love what you guys do. So we're so happy. It seems like everyone who works there is just a heart of gold, like so funny, so talented. So it's the best. So we feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. For sure. The table reads are the best. Mm-hmm. They're so much fun. The, the record is kind of, it's not usually done in chronological order. We tend to bounce around a little bit. But the table read, we start at the beginning. Somebody is doing the uh, um, reading of all the descriptions and setting the scenes and stuff, and it's done like radio play. That's yeah. awesome. We start at the beginning and take it all the way through, and um, some public is there, and occasionally we'll get um, a Make-A-Wish kid. You know, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so sweet. What a great work environment. Yeah, it's amazing. Hell, that's great. Oh, man. We get Good job. I'm telling you, it's like... <laughs> That uh, do you want to hear a st- make a wish story? A yeah. special story? <laughs> and then we'll get we'll get back to all that other bullshit about the episode later. But I want to hear this. <laughs> it's it's such it's a sweet story. I got a call from the L.A. T- um, Los Angeles area Make a Wish Foundation, and they said that there was this kid that was in um, I think it was in El Paso, Texas, and he wasn't doing very well. And what and they were providing a wish for him, and he had it was a double. He wanted to fly to Los Angeles and have um and go to Universal Studios and have lunch with Bart Simpson. Oh. And they're like, would you be willing to do that? I'm like, what are you? Ca-? Of course, of oh course, I'm able. Just you tell me when. You just let me know when. So they we set the time. It was going to be in a couple of weeks, and it was everything was fine. So. It's about maybe two days before he was going to arrive. And then I get a phone call from them and they said, well, we've got mm, we've got some news to share with you. I'm like, oh, no, no. Tell me. No, no, no. It's not it's not what you think. It's like, here's the deal, though. But his he he can't get on an airplane. It's 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 a little too hard for him to get on an airplane. So um, we had so we have to cancel it. And I'm like, well, wait a second. 
Hello, why don't yeah. you put me on an airplane? Oh. Stick me on an airplane and could, could, why don't you fly me to him? Let me go visit him and just work it out. You know, well, when, yeah. oh, you're kidding. You would do like, of course I would do that. Yeah. I mean, it would make his day. It, yeah. it, it would, it would be cool. So that's what they did. So. I remember it so distinctly. It was like, it was in 1997 and it was Super Bowl Sunday and there was like nobody at the airport. It was <laughs> uh-huh. amazing. And amazing. Got on his flight, flew to El Paso, picked up by a limousine and we go to his house and it was his, his parents were there and his aunt and uncle and he had a sister. And, um, I remember the limo driver saying something like he knew, he knew who I was and mm-hmm. what he was doing. Uh, what we were doing there and he's like how hard is it for you to like do that like knowing that this kid he's a make-a-wish kid and he's probably dying right and I said yeah I said but you know it's this is going to be a good day yeah he's really looking it's going to be fine oh wow that's okay that's amazing so we arrive and I'm there for like a couple hours and just talking 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 about like Kind of like we are now. Yeah. Talking about these episodes and doing tons of voices for him. And he couldn't talk much. He had, he was tubed up and, you know, IVs everywhere and just a sweet little kid, but so loving every second of it and smiling really loudly, you know, ear to ear, just grinning ear to ear. And after a couple hours, you could see he was a little tired and me too. It's like, (laughs) that's, that's good. We're, we're, we're probably done here. So I wanted to say goodbye to him and I just, leaned over and I said, could I, could, um, can I give you a hug? Would it be okay if I give you a little hug? And he's like nodding his head (laughs) like, yes, yes. So I lean in and I give him a little hug and I tell him, I said, you are such a special kid. You're so special. Oh my God. (laughs) And so that was it. And I, and he's like, say it again as Bart. (laughs) (laughs) So that was it. And and then I ruined it for myself because now I triggered emotion in myself and I could feel myself losing. I'm like, okay. Okay. All right, you guys. So it was a pleasure meeting you. And okay, mm-hmm. goodbye. And I'm goodbye, goodbye. And I go running out to the car and I say to the driver, go, go, <laughs> drive, drive. Now, you think that that's the end of it. But what ended up happening was a couple, there's a couple weeks went by, maybe a month went by. And then I get another call from the LA chapter of Make a Wish. I'm like, how's it going? And they said, well, we've got some news for you. I said, Oh, tell me, tell me. He said, well, you're not going to believe what happened. After you visited him, he got a little bit better. I'm like, what? Seriously? He got a little bit better and he made the trip. He actually did it. And that was part two. He wanted to fly to, you know, and do the thing with Bart and go to Universal. I'm like, oh. My God, you cared him. He did it. He, he so he got to do. You know, yes, he absolutely did it. I said, "Wow!" So then, like, well, so so now what? Now what? Well, so they did their day and had a great day. And he go back to the hotel and he laid down in bed and he was really happy and looked at his mom and dad and said, "That was the best day of my life." Oh. Thank you. Good night. And he closed his eyes and yeah. Wow. And actually, oh what, a, what a perfect ending for him. Yeah. Oh wow, you you gosh. saved him. That's so sweet. We're all crying. Oh my gosh, that's like, a beautiful story. Incredible. So it's one of the gifts, I think, of it's like it's something. A, d- 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 how, can, how do you put a price on that? You can't. You know, and this being anonymous. So crazy. And it, yeah. This world is yeah. so crazy to be at that, to have that experience. 
and to be able to provide that for somebody else. And then, of course, they provide this great experience for you, too. Julia, Allie, I swear to you, people may, they're going to have their thoughts. Some people think negative about it, but I take such joy in sharing because it is a surprise to people. And I don't know who's happier. It really makes me happy. But to see somebody's jaw drop when I open up my big fat (laughs) mouth and share who I am and surprise them, it's like, to me, I'm they made my dream come true. Yeah. I'm oh, just eternally yeah. happy. You're oh such a good gosh. person. <laughs> ah, you're. Ah, yes, but. <laughs> I don't want to go into detail. Yeah. But. <laughs> I think that's a good time to take another break. Yeah, let's, let's take a, let's dry our eyes. And yeah. <laughs> Man, what a great break that was. <laughs> We're all still crying. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that yeah, beautiful, that was a beautiful fantastic story. story. Wow, you're welcome. Oh, uh, man. So anyway, when so Homer anyway. says that he wants chocolate out of Napoleon, uh, I said, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is such a great joke. It really is. <laughs> Almost as good as that story, that joke. <laughs> when I'm in doubt, I don't know what to say. I just throw in a swear word. Bosom. <laughs> uh, I love it. So oh, man. Something really sweet about this episode um, is that, you know, Bart is clearly the troublemaker of the town, but he gets, once he throws this um, microphone down into the well, he really does, as Lisa say uh, says, like, get the whole town together to be good right. people. Right. And it's beautiful. And we have groundskeeper Willie, who's so funny in this entire episode. What a stud, Ooh, right? He's hot. He's, eight pack. Yeah. Guy, he's bam. also polishing up a hot rod called Willie. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that he's personally put on there, but I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, it's very special. But I I love, um, you know, even though Timmy O'Toole is not a real boy, I do love seeing how the whole town kind of gets together and rallies and yeah. um, then later exploits the situation by selling baby teeth. Yeah. <laughs> $8 a bag. We see, I mean, we see the whole whirlwind of the media storm kind of take it from a kernel of this incident to, you know, exploiting it for merch reasons. We get this great We Are the World parody with yeah. sending our love down the well, which is where we first see Sting. Um, and I love that interaction. And so- Krusty, how Krusty, oh. how he feeds those lines and repeats <laughs> what they're saying. He Dan totally kills it. He's oh, so he's good. so funny. Krusty's one of my favorite characters. I just feel like, you know, because he feels, I mean, he's in the entertainment industry within the, um, you know, uh, parameters of the show. So he feels like a stand-up in that way. So I kind of relate to him in that way. But I love, like, this little bit of, like, Hollywood uh, back and forth. So um, he's, like, being interviewed, I think, by Kent Brockman about how he assembled all these celebrities to sing. I uh, love Sending this. your love down the well. Yeah. And he goes, uh, how'd you get Sting to be a part of it? Well, I called up Sting and I said, are you free Thursday? And he said, Thursday's no good. Well, what about Friday? Friday's worse than Thursday. Well, how about Saturday? True story. <laughs> it felt very Groucho Marx. Oh, so uh, yeah. It was so great. So I love, dry. Well, I love that they allow those sort of moments to happen. I mean, like, you don't often get, like, a a breath of air or like letting a joke I guess breathe in animation because it has to be so like boom 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 and it takes a lot to animate a whole scene so when they have these asides that are just asides and they don't build anything to the story easily cuttable but when they keep them in it's so much funnier it's so funny it's so impressive that they're animating it while they're doing the voiceovers I know it's interesting (laughs) and finally Channel 6's own Krusty the Clown has gathered members of the entertainment community who normally steer clear of fashionable causes for a video called We're Sending Our Love Down the Well. 
I wanted to do something to help that boy, so I called my good friend Sting. He said, Krusty, when do you need me? I said, Thursday. He said, I'm busy Thursday. I said, what about Friday? He said, Friday's worse than Thursday. Then he said, how about Saturday? I said, fine. True story. Yeah, I used to open for Krusty in uh, 69. In fact, he fired me, as I recall. <laughs> Sting. But this isn't about show business. This is about some kid down a hole or, or something, and we've all got to do what we can. There's a hole in my heart As deep as the well For that poor little boy Who's stuck halfway to hell Though we can't get him out We'll do the next best thing And go on TV and sing, sing, sing And we're sending our love down the well All the way down We're sending our love down the well Down that well Rusty, what are your plans for the royalties? Well, we gotta pay for promotion, shipping, distribution. You know, those limos out back, they aren't free. Whatever's left, we throw down the well. Uh, what is the line about that when Homer asks that in an episode? Because uh, he's doing the Poochie voiceover. Right. Uh, he He's like, are they animating this live? He's just like, no, Mr. Simpson, it wouldn't be good for the illustrator's wrists. Yeah. I think is what they say. Oh so funny. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of meta humor in the <laughs> Who Simpsons are you? again. I know, you just blew <laughs> me Ellie, into who are you? Oh my God. You just pulled this out of nowhere. <laughs> well, in that Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie episode, they kind of, you know, I, I, the voices of Itchy and Scratchy both voiced by a woman which is like a nod to a lot of voiceover actors in, in that way too I feel like that's synonymous to what we're talking about today. yeah can you know? go with that strong yeah. leading women strong like leading women voices yeah. for a living yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> maybe relate <laughs> uh, so I love Marvin Dr. Marvin Monroe who eventually doesn't appear as much in The Simpsons so when you get to kind of go back to him yeah. it's kind of nostalgic it's like the tail end of it yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really sweet though I, um, I love love the moment when uh, Santa's little helper and Bart are fighting or in that, you know, he's growling and the, oh, yeah. the idea on the news is like this breaking update and then Marvin Monroe is explaining just like he's, he's a feral kid yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's reverted back to his, you know, and then they have that drawing of like the werewolf boy, which is... Right, right. Oh, it's which so is perfect. so perfect. I mean, story-wise, what a great reveal to have Lisa come in and sort of like scoop Bart on this whole prank that he's been pulling on the whole town that she connects the dots that so they're hearing this growling coming from the well and then she turns and sees Bart you know wrestling with Santa's little helper with the mic and can connect it and you know like what are you doing Bart we need to fix this yeah and, she's the voice yeah. of conscious her Jiminy his Jiminy Cricket yeah totally. did the same thing and Bart gets an F yeah, yeah. remember caught him and then she's like oh yeah um, prayer I, I can't do Lisa's voice like Yardley just is brilliant but yeah. like something like prayer the last res refuge of a scoundrel or something yeah. like that yeah. so good <laughs> yeah. she really lays it on thick too because she's saying like you got the whole town to come together and find kindness and compassion when they find out that you're lying they're going to cut you with razors yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Lisa <laughs> yeah I also love that uh, she's saying like the police will catch you and he, uh, Bart says like the police can catch a cold like he's <laughs> so good I know he's like so cold blooded in this he kind of feels like a hard boiled noir detective at times yeah definitely with, like those back and forth it's like they could catch a cold. <laughs> See you, <ya> t- 
cut, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, so we we see the the cops are reading a bedtime story, oh, which is so Cinderella cute. Cinderella is yeah. so cute. And the eighth petticoat was like the yeah. most beautiful. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> Eddie and Lou, I love them. And uh, I love, so when Bart actually falls down the well, he, of course, cries. He's like, I'm stuck in the well. Uh, he's like, tell us something we don't know, yeah. <laughs> which is so great. Um, and of course, because, you know, Bart's a troublemaker, everyone kind of abandons this like camaraderie of helping this little he's still a little kid in a well it's mm-hmm. so mean right. but he brought it on himself I guess but it was like so cold <laughs> I know <laughs> I do love later so you know after they find out that it's now Bart that's stuck in the well and he's been pranking them and they've lost interest I love how the first uh, beat of Homer trying to fix it he approaches Chief Wiggum who has black hair in this episode and yeah yeah that was, it was funny the black hair years um, that's right but I love that Wiggum's uh, he goes well there is a system that can retrieve him but you know uh, in this fiscal year like he just he like picked not, a bad your son picked a bad time to fall down the well time. <laughs> yeah the city won't pay for his removal and I love that that's the excuse you know so that sort of prompts Homer to take things in his own hands right definitely I also love um, your acting when um, Eddie and Lou are saying you know Bart's explaining just like uh, well you know it was a prank that I did and then they're just like well we have a prank for you we're gonna go home and go to sleep <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> Bart does this great, like, uh, fake laughing along with them, too. He's like, yeah, like, yeah, that's funny, guys, guys. You know, it's just so well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then doesn't the media, don't they come out, Kent Brockman, there's a thing about the assassinated squirrel that look... Uh, yes. It's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> it spins around and it shows squirrel looks like Abraham Lincoln or something and like then that. It's so funny. And then he's assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. Those little tidbits are so fun and then we get um we get you know it's really sweet we get this amazing moment of anytime you know bart is breaking down it's so gut-wrenching because he's a bad boy and because he's this tough cool kid yeah so when you know when homer and marge are there and you know they throw down the the sweater that's too big and homer's like you'll grow into it Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but we get we get bart saying just like there's so many things that i'll i'll never get to do you know he mentions like i'll never get to have a fake id smoke a cigarette (laughs) shave a swear word in my hair (laughs) but you you do bart vulnerable so well like it's just <laughs> it, just, it just really it breaks my heart every time. It's just yeah, like Bart gets an F. I think is like really the top shelf. Like oh god, this is this is a kid who's trying and he's really sad and knows that he's made his bed and he has to sleep in it. But what else? He made his well. Has to sleep. He in made it. his well. Yeah. I'll make you cry. I'll make you cry again. How about I sing Happy Birthday to Lisa? Ah! Yeah, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> we both cried when we went to Simpsons Take the Ball. We both cried. You, you were there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, which, yeah. Night, which night did you go? Uh, it was the last night. The last night. Best night. Best night. Yeah. Best oh, night. Good. oh, good, good. Do you know how much we, he- we rehearsed on that? Oh, no. Like, like, hardly at all. Really? Really? I am not kidding because it was, I think the, the LA Gay Men's Choir, they were so amazing. Mm-hmm. That backup. They actually Singing made me an official member. Oh, oh really? my god! Yeah, they gave oh! me a pin. Oh my god! <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> Amazing. I, mean, I guess it'd be fair to say Bart's 
probably one of the first Annie trannies. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know? Yeah, there's also right. that. There's also that moment um, of just like Dad thinks I'm gay. <laughs> like at the end of the episode, <laughs> burp, you couldn't hear. Burp, 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 burp. Everybody dance yeah. now. Yeah, but we both cried so hard during the Lisa. It's your birthday. Oh, I mean, Kip Lennon was yeah. amazing. I'm so glad that they got him yeah. to come back. And that's so cool. It was so amazing. Fun. The whole setup of having Lisa sit there and she Yardley was wearing a red dress. It was totally perfect. And then um, we did. There wasn't a whole lot of rehearsal on that. And my concern was to do the Bartman at the very end. I was freaking out because the conductor, he's actually conducting the, uh, the, the bull choir. And he's looking down because he's following the guide track for the video that had oh, come yeah. out. So he's not originating the beats or anything on that. He's duplicating it because they need to match that so layered so that as you as a public you're watching <laughs> uh-huh. the actual video oh, right so for me it was a nightmare because i'm hearing them play the music but it's not rap music it's orchestrated right, music right, so yeah. how am i gonna do it's this like karaoke on steroids it was it, it was a <laughs> oh nightmare God. that's so funny like, yeah. i would so not I had them, yeah it was it was nuts but finally he's like let me put earplugs can you can you pipe in i want to hear that no offense but i want to yeah. Yeah. Hear the original mm-hmm. soundtrack and it saved my ass. Oh, that's man. awesome. That. Yeah, that was so fun. I cried at the beginning and I cried throughout. It was, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and night. it was just so cool to like be surrounded by this huge community yeah. of people that we all spoke the same language and we oh. were all feeling the same things. We could just connect. I love those moments so much. We felt the love. Yeah. Oh, believe oh, good. me. We felt Oh, gosh. Was, God, are you kidding? Yeah. 60,000 thousand people at night or something it was what a special thing to be a part of this this huge community to be a part of something i'm sure you didn't anticipate it when you first got hired that it would ever turn into something like this no yeah because also things are so temporary in television too like things are one season and done you just never know i never know what to get excited about when yeah (laughs) if ever yeah so to to be a part of something that becomes this legacy and this institution must be so special it is. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. I get to tend to pinch myself and, yeah. it's, and we're, st- I can't believe it. And mm-hmm. we're still doing it and we're all healthy. And, you know, Dawes Butler, Mel Blank, George O'Hanlon, who did George Jetson's voice, these guys were doing these voices well into their 70s, 80s, and 90s. That's yeah. Amazing. I'm not kidding. They were still doing it. And, I have no intention of stopping. Good. <laughs> well, the show would end as soon as Bart oh, leaves. If yeah. there's no you doing Bart, there's no Bart. So, well, same with Homer and Marge mm-hmm. and Lisa. The I core mean, the, family. Yeah, it just it wouldn't work. The public would be so sad, and it just I don't know. And we've talked about it. Um, Al Jean has talked about how are we going to end it because someday it will end. Right. You know. Do you have any insight? <laughs> um, he, you know, he said he mentioned something about somehow looping it back to the very beginning again. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and somehow tying it all together and taking you back to the beginning with the core family and the dog oh, and simplifying yeah. it and. Um, but I'm sure as many writers as there are, there is that many endings. Oh, you know? right. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I think we've talked about that. That was like kind of a rumor online that it was going to like go back to like Simpsons over an open fire. Or yeah. Roasting on an the, open fire. Yeah. The um, there was a 
idea that it could end with uh, all of the family just sitting down to watch TV. Like, that's kind of the last shot is just the family kind of huddled watching yeah. the TV, which is very I kind cute. of like the mm. closed loop aspect of that, of Al Jean saying that he wants yeah. to take it back. I, don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool if they did sort of a remake of it and with the animation that they have now, they could change the story, but um, somehow bring it back to that because you just look at the animation and even this episode, this is the third, the, the third season. Third yeah. season. It was still pretty rough. I and, know. But it was all hand painted and yeah. it wasn't for years later that they would introduce digital. And I just look at it now and I'm blown away by the backgrounds, the details that they put into. It's, it's amazing. Gorgeous. I love you know. it. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's something to be said about both types of um, style choices, like going digital and doing it mm -hmm. hand-drawn. I do love just the um, emotion that comes out of the movements that are in these seasons. Like the dancing, I feel like you couldn't get that quite the same. No. Like Lisa's little dance, uh, Bart with the with Rosarita. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, but each episode has, has its own crazy significance. Like it's so, I don't know any other show that, one, there is no other show that's lasted this long, mm -hmm. um, but it's just insane that everybody still loves it just as much, if not more, than they did when it came out. Yeah, yeah and it's interesting, I'm sure, um, to like uh, from your perspective, to see the new generation of kids come yeah. to it and they come to it for a different reason they come to it at a different time and that sort of like the regenerating of that must be like really refreshing I don't know that it, it continues to endure and be relevant I will actually get letters from people saying that they have learned about America because of the Simpsons and that some is the people truth. they learn to speak <laughs> English yeah. by watching the Simpsons are you kidding me that That's reminds so me cool. of um, the uh, joke in Wayne's world where um, Cassandra says that she learned English through the Police Academy movie. So funny. <laughs> now it's The Simpsons. So yeah. you can just, that's been replaced. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, obviously this is a topic that has been talked about before, but like, you know, for the for the families that wouldn't let their kids watch The Simpsons, they really missed out on some like educational moments in terms of how to be a good, decent mm -hmm. person because mm -hmm. they're like such good people. Like right. the end of this episode, like, you know, Bart ends up getting out and he learns his lesson and they're so sweet and it's just everything about it is just like they're good people like you know yeah, yeah. Sting is a good person Sting I is love, a great person he'll do anything for his fans <laughs> I, that joke is so funny I'm just like not you know Sting you look pretty tired you should stop not while a fan needs me it's like actually I don't think Bart really listened to your music uh, Marge uh, he's a good really, digger he's a good digger <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I, so now we're at the end of this episode and the way it wraps up is so great I love of, like how proactive Homer is of just like that's my son yes he did a bad thing whatever let's get him and so he rallies the town to go in I love that joke that they're all like digging 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 and they find this canary that's died in this like coal <laughs> mine and then they realize uh, he died from natural, natural causes. causes okay great and they go back to digging and then of course finally get to Bart his first words are sting mom dad <laughs> it's so great even having Jasper run by and just like it's a good old fashioned like hole digging yeah. by gar we haven't had one of those in years. <laughs> yeah, I love Jasper. Jasper's one of my favorite characters. Uh, they just always give him great like one-liners and then he he like zips in and he zips out. And I know. love that the ending is uh just like uh you know, don't worry son, like we'll make sure no one falls down that well again and just like 10 feet away is yeah. the caution, caution well. <laughs> yeah. And just for the listening audience, just to remind you one more time, neither Allie nor Julia are looking at notes right now. <laughs> they know this stuff. 
up backwards and forwards. They each sleep, dream, tightrope walk. I don't know. They do everything. It's coming up Simpsons. It's incredible. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, So one one question, you know, you talked about how Bart does some stuff that isn't uh, much like how you would live your life. Is there a character on The Simpsons that you relate to the most? You know, I think all of us are like, we're a combination of a lot. We, mm-hmm. we can turn characters on and off and we do that all the time. It sort of right. depends on who you're talking to, I think. Totally. You know, it's like you have a different relationship with your kid than you would with your spouse, that you would mm-hmm. with your parents. Totally. And, you know, life's a, is a fun game and kind of doing that. Um, what mother would not want their daughter to be like Lisa Simpson? Right. She's perfect. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at you both with hey. your glasses on. And perfect hair. <laughs> on <and> purpose. <laughs> By design. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. a vegan. She's a music. You know, she's <laughs> pro-right. She's all about women's right. activists. And just she's su- super sweet. Um, mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a little bit of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. can see it. I mean, I, through Lisa, I love also, so she's like this moral core to the show, or or really she's like the, sort of the strongest, like most capable personality in this world of like inept adults and inept kids who are trying their best. Lots I of integrity. That. A lot of integrity. A lot of integrity. But I love her and I love the way that they write um, her relationship with, or both of the kids' relationship with the parents. I feel like the tender daddy-daughter episode that they have yeah. tender mother daughter mother son like I feel like they get those right the most which is I think really like the essence of why The Simpsons is great right mm-hmm. and yet you know you mentioned it already but Bart singing happy birthday to Lisa is truly like one of the best moments of the entire series it's yeah. so mm-hmm. so who doesn't want Bart to <laughs> sing you a happy birthday it's just so sweet when you found out that that episode was happening the yeah. whole Michael Jackson episode did you freak out a little bit a little bit like, <laughs> yeah we've reached new heights <laughs> yeah it was amazing when we did that table read we did that at it was Michael's manager's house instead of doing it uh-huh. on the Fox lot we went to his manager house and um, and did the reading there and Michael was very quiet super super soft spoken and then um, when we did the record he wasn't allowed there was some contractual something or other so he wasn't allowed to do the singing right so he had heard about Kip Lennon and just I think he had seen and heard him and said that's the one and he chose Kip to do his his sound alike you know mm-hmm. and Kip was super sweet and I got to work privately with Michael Jackson on the Do the Bartman yes because he produced Do the Bartman and that was that was amazing I had I I just I knew he was just a huge Simpsons fan anyway mm-hmm. but um, at that time they made a prototype they were like, talking Bart Simpson doll and they were going to do the whole family but they started with Bart and of course I was like super happy yeah. Uh, yeah. you were like damn right you'll start with Bart <laughs> but I didn't know about this till they were way done and I had recorded the voices and everything and then I was at my kids were very little I think my son was like two years old and and I was at um, Toys R Us and picking up I know, some toys, mm-hmm. presents or whatever for Christmas. And they were selling these Bart Simpson talking dolls, 10 bucks a piece. I'm like, damn, get three <laughs> shopping carts. <laughs> Let's take them all. And I bought like all these Bart Simpson dolls and I brought this one home and I gave one to my son. And here, Jack, he's pulling the string on this thing and the thing is, it was a bad product because they made the string a little too short. Uh, and it was sort of like, Bart, you pull the string and and he would go, don't ever kill a man. Don't 
gonna kill, man. <laughs> gonna kill. It was like born on helium. <laughs> and now, just so that you just because earlier in the thing when we started this thing out about using celebrities and like kids, it doesn't matter if you use a celebrity to do a voice. But my son, he's looking at the string, pulling it, and hearing "Don't have a man and lo- looks at me, looks at the string, pulls <gasps> it again, looks at me, and he goes, "I'll see you in there, mommy." Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god. god. So cute. <laughs> I never told my son I was Bart. Then we never watched it. It oh. was like they went to bed at seven thirty. Right. They were little, oh and we recorded gosh. it like VHS. That was when VHS was in these like ancient times. But <laughs> yeah. wow, we never watched it. I, my husband and I would watch it later, and. You know, the kids didn't see it, and they'd call, let's watch a Simpson movie. They would call them Simpson movies because oh, it was on a yeah. VHS. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know until years later, and then I was the most popular mom at school. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. That's so special. Gosh, I love yeah, that cool. so much. That must be so sweet for them, too, if they miss you ever to, like, watch it. And just hear your voice if they yeah, miss like you. Yeah, like on vacation or something. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's like... I was mom. I was yeah. not. It, they, mm-hmm. they didn't get into my mom's. It, right, the viewpoint right, right. is she's my mommy, and they never looked at the significance of my work. Uh-huh. And I didn't bring my work home. Um, I didn't collect a ton of stuff except like a thousand Bart Simpson talking dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I gave away as cool presents, but um, yeah. no, it didn't happen. But their friends at school knew it, and then it's sort of their view. Well, it's mostly my son. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was most, mostly my son's viewpoint changed, and he realized it. But again, they never used the fact that I was Bart against me. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's good. That's great. Good, good sign. Oh, yeah. yay, mommy! <laughs> oh man, I love that. This has been such an amazing, amazing time. Thank yeah. you so much for joining yeah. us and talking about it and geeking out with us. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, we, you know, we're grateful for everything. If you have any closing thoughts or anything you'd like to share that maybe we didn't get to talk about in the episode or just your experience or anything you'd like to share with us, um, please take the yeah. floor. Any uh-huh. notes that we didn't get to. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, if they're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's going through her notes see. now. <laughs> uh, she's firing us now. That's what she's doing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, um, no, this is like a total pleasure. This is oh, like... Gosh. I feel like I came in and put on a huge Simpson-like blanket. Oh, and, like, oh man. Covered or it's a Simpsons bubble. and we ca- I come into your universe and it's all about that. It's like, it's been such a pleasure to share oh. this time with you girls. Oh. Thank Thank oh my you gosh, so yeah. much. Is all ours. Oh, yeah. 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 There were a lot of tears tonight. Happy and sweet. <laughs> it was such an emotional, wonderful cool. time. Uh, so thank you so much, Nancy. You're welcome. Oh, you're, you're welcome so back welcome. anytime, too. Yeah. If you end up, <laughs> if you end up writing the episode, oh we'd my love gosh. to have you come back oh, and talk wow. about yeah. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would be incredible. Yeah. But uh, thank you again. Um, and then, listeners, uh, you can follow us online, of course. All the all the normal stuff we normally plug. At you know Simpsons where it is. Pod, you know it. Write to us. Everything's coming up. Simpsons at Gmail. I don't know. Rate us on iTunes. What else can you say after <laughs> Nancy Cartwright's been on your podcast? Can, would you mind uh, just saying saying goodbye as Bart for us? I thought you'd never ask. Yay! It has been such a pleasure. <laughs> this is Bart Simpson saying tune in to Everything's Coming Up, Simpsons. These gals rock it, man. Woohoo! I love it. Yay! Thank you so much. Oh, Bye, God. Bart. Bye. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. Yay! <laughs> 